of soldiers is dispatched to war games deep in the woods. When they stumble across a rival team slaughtered in camp, they realize they're not alone. Something deadly is waiting in the darkness, something not animal and not human. Holed up in an abandoned farmhouse, the soldiers start a bloody battle against the beasts. Dawn is only a few hours away, but they may not live to see it. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, this week, as uh, monsters are roving carnivorous hunters... Uh, in this month of March, we are taking a look at the 2002 film Dog Soldiers. All right. Yeah. So you heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties. Top and bottom three. Paul, why don't you get us started? All right. Let's start with the top first. Um, a lot of good about this one. Um, number three, I really like the music in this film. It was very fitting. It managed to be epic without being over the top and definitely helped build tension with the tension in this each scene. Number two, this movie is almost nonstop action. There's something going on in nearly every scene, which made it a lot of fun to watch, and it didn't feel long at all. And number one, the werewolves themselves in this movie are just awesome in any way. They looked cool, largely thanks to the fact that they were made using practical effects and not CGI. They were vicious and surprisingly intelligent. They actually worked together and strategized in about ways to kill the humans. It was really, really well done. So for me, number three, the dialogue in this film is actually very fun and engaging. In those moments that, you know, it isn't action, like, the dialogue has meaning, whether it's building camaraderie, explaining what's going on, or just giving you a deeper, you know, meaning or backstory to the characters. You know, nothing is in there just to fluff out the film. And really... I mean, this film is an hour 45 minutes long, or just thereabouts, which is longer than a lot of movies we watch on here, and it really doesn't feel like it. Oh, yeah. It, this one was very well-paced, and all the, all the character development was very subtle. None of it felt forced, and none of the scenes where the characters were talking really felt out of place. Uh, number two, for me, was actually the werewolves. But like you said, they looked awesome. They were amazing. You know, the, the stretched-looking skin, uh, the hair, the teeth, the mouths, how they moved. Like, everything seemed so natural and believable, largely in part to, you know, it was practical, fe- practical effects. They were people in werewolf suits. And I, I just, I love them. They're my favorite werewolves. Oh, yeah. Number one, this movie is filled with so many awesome action sequences you know, from gunfights with the werewolves to the best one-on-one person versus werewolf fist fight ever. And you know what? They're not afraid to show close-ups of the werewolves in these scenes. They're not afraid to rip them apart and, you know, rebuild them again later on. And that just lends so much to this movie in a way that just takes it, like, over the top, but at the same time, in a believable fashion. Yeah, that was definitely one of the nice things about this movie is they show the the werewolves a decent amount. It's not like, you know, they're there, but you see a silhouette of them or, you know, you see them a couple scenes. They're in the film a lot. I was very impressed with that. So, I mean, that's that's the top. What about the bottom? All right, number three, in the first scene of this film, the Special Forces captain kills a dog 
for no real reason except to make a point. I was not okay with that. And the entire time I saw him, I just wanted him to die horribly. And, and he was like, oh, it's just a dog. No, no, it's not just a dog. It's a highly trained soldier who's had lots of money invested in them. And it's a cute, lovable, you know, animal. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Fuck that dude. Number two, although most of the characters in the film seemed pretty competent, there was one soldier at the beginning of the film named Bruce who ran into a branch and impaled himself. I get that he was scared, but come on. You got to have a little bit of situational awareness. That scene just kind of seemed a little out of place. I mean, it wasn't completely unbelievable, but... I don't know. Bruce was not meant to survive. He could have strangled himself with a cordless phone. And number one, there were a few comic relief scenes that just seemed like they were awkwardly inserted. At one point, there was a dog playing tug of war with one of the soldier's intestines. And (laughs) while I really thought that was funny, it was, it's all going on while the rest of the soldiers are trying to barricade the house. And it just doesn't fit, and I'm like, why is this here? I mean, it's funny. I mean, he, he's got to fight with a canine at the same time as everybody else, Paul. Yeah, but not in <laughs> the way you would expect. Um, I mean, it was just like, all right, I mean, I'm trying to take the barricading of the house seriously, but here, this guy playing tug-of-war with his large intestines against a dog, I'm like, this is really funny, but I don't think this scene's supposed to be funny, so, yeah, I'm a little confused right now. So for me... Number three. Oh, you mean the person in this film who knew way too much about the werewolves the whole time and kept giving the soldiers information was a werewolf themselves? Oh, I never saw that one coming. Oh, man, what a twist. That was just so unpredictable. For a moment, I thought I was watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and then I was like, oh, wait, it's not. It's much better than an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Number two. The first soldier of the main group to die literally ran into a tree. Come on, Bruce. Come on. You're better than that, Bruce. I know you're better than that. It makes me wonder if he had survived a little longer and actually had to face one of the werewolves head on. I wonder how that would have gone. Like, he probably wouldn't have even gotten attacked. He would have slipped and, you know, cracked his head open or, or like, you know, choked on a Pop-Tart, like, right beforehand. Like, he, he was not meant to survive at all. It's in the wrong employment. And then, of course, you know, number one, that that Captain Ryan um, of the Special Forces, he's just a constant source of bad attitude and dismal spirits, like, throughout the movie. Like, you know, everybody else is trying to keep positive and everything, and he's over there like, you're all fucked. Yeah. You don't know what you're up against. You are going to die. Like, Like, it doesn't matter. Like, someone could have been like, you know, oh, yeah. A new baby was just born. Look at how precious this life is. And he would have been like, there are children dying of AIDS in Africa every second. And yeah. he'd be like, 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 he's like that friend at the party that's just like, like there to make everybody else miserable. He's going around telling all the other kids at school there's no Santa Claus. He's, he's that guy grown up and joined the military. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed the dialogue in this movie. So let's have ourselves a good old fashioned quote. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and you can tell us who won. Um, I'll get us started here. What I want to do is go home, jump in a bed with a hot woman, and watch the footy. I may be nuts, but I'm not a fruitcake. Either way, it taught me to keep a very open mind. I think I shat myself.
You should shut up like a good little gentleman. Christ on a bike. There's no way I'm breaking radio silence because you got spooked by a fucking cow. If you don't shut up, I'll smack you myself. <laughs> and that ends this opposition episode's edition of Fucking Paul, that's you you are not the crocodile hunter. You were not Crocodile Dundee. What the fuck was that? I'm not sure. There was an accent. They all sound the same to me. <laughs> that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. It's half tempted to do like a German accent. Or, like, it all or, sounds the same. Or maybe Accent Wars today. I don't know. But whoever won, tell us in the comments below. If you have a favorite quote from Dog Soldiers or, you know, anything you want to tell us from the movie, please feel free. Comment below. Crikey's. <laughs> It's the wrong continent. Close enough, right? I think it's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, one to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a one out of ten. I gave it two to t- two out of ten. So, uh, dark soldiers, uh, you know, or dog soldiers, um, you know, it's a dark. It's a film. Wow, I, I really it's, fucked that one. It's definitely a film. Definitely film. I, I agree with you completely. You know, a Dark Forest sets the scene for the horror action film, uh, which doesn't relent for but a few moments, only to make you have a greater understanding of the grave situation we find our characters in. You know, The characters are all rel- relatable and well-played. The action is fantastic and consistent throughout the film. And the special effects, especially the werewolf suits, are amazingly realistic. Couple this with the intense soundtrack... And you get a film which has the potential to keep you on the edge of your seat for a good portion. I know if I were a dog, these are the soldiers I'd want backing me up. Dog Soldiers is a nonstop action thriller that managed to stay fun the entire time. I was surprised that a film about a group of sol- elite soldiers fighting werewolves would, would be as awesome as it was. I was expecting it to be either a comedy or really poorly done where you re- rarely see the werewolves at all. But this one was... Quite the opposite. The characters are, are all all acted like real people and don't force any unnecessary drama into the plot, except for Bruce, but you know, he dies pretty early on. The werewolves all looked awesome, largely in part of part due to the fact that they used practical effects over CGI, which I think makes a huge difference. On top of that, they were surprisingly intelligent as opposed to the mindless, bloodthirsty werewolves that you usually get get in these types of movies. The werewolves worked as a team who would strategize and plan their attacks in a manner that paralleled the human soldiers. In an age where monster movies primarily focus around zombies or vampires, werewolves are often overlooked. Dog soldiers definitely helped give these savage hybrids the respect that they deserve. So there you have it. A 1 out of 10 from me and a 2 out of 10 from Paul. Not many things make it that high onto the shot scale or that low or, you know, perform that well. Yeah, but after that one scene where the guy shot the dog, I had to take one point. I I needed a shot for that. You just don't do that, man. You you don't do it. So, enough about this film. You know, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of movies that we do. So, we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion, tell you why this A-movie and B-movie are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. Uh, I gave mine to Underworld from 2003. I picked Pearl Harbor from 1941. Wait, uh... I, th- I think uh, the, the actual bombing, Paul. Wait, no, um, two thousand and one. Never mind. Oh, oh, okay. Um, the yeah. I, I got those confused. The Michael Bay one. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, both Underworld and Dog Soldiers are films featuring a military faction fighting against werewolves. Whether it's you know 
British Army soldiers or, you know, vampire soldiers. Both films take place in Europe. And uh, in both films, the, uh, the main character is repeatedly given orders and repeatedly refuses to follow the orders. You know, such as, you know, kill the dog. I'm not going to kill the dog. Kill the human that was bit by a lichen. I'm not going to kill the human bit by a lichen because I love him. And, you know, therefore, they are the same movie. Sounds about right. So I picked Pearl Harbor because both movies have explosions. The soldiers often use explosions to kill the werewolves. And in uh, Dog Soldiers and in Pearl Harbor, well, it's a Michael Bay movie. So what do you expect? The soldiers in both movies are unexpectedly attacked by an enemy force. Soldiers and dog soldiers are attacked by a horde of werewolves, and the soldiers at Pearl Harbor were attacked by the Japanese military during World War II. Suicidal strategies are used in both films to destroy an enemy force. One of the soldiers and dog soldiers blows himself up in order to kill a bunch of werewolves, and in Pearl Harbor, the Japanese Air Force rely on a suicidal strategy called kamikaze, in which they fly their ships into enemy bases to inflict as much damage as possible. And... I, it's been a long time since I've seen Pearl Harbor. I don't remember it, but I remember not really liking it. So go watch Dog Soldiers. It's a good movie, and fuck Pearl Harbor. There you have it, folks. So for an A-movie version, check out Pearl Harbor or Underworld. Or for a better movie, check out Dog Soldiers. Oh, yeah. Now I think it's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Paul and I are going to give you some drinking games for this film. Uh, number one. Every time one of the werewolves whines, take a drink. Number two, anytime Cooper doesn't follow an order, take a drink. Number three, every time Sam the dog is featured in a scene, take a drink. Number four, whenever a werewolf smashes through something, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's March, every time monsters are randomly causing havoc, take a drink. Every time someone yells a command, take a drink. Every time someone says they don't believe in werewolves despite having seen a werewolf, take a drink. Every time someone's intestines are hanging out of their body, take a drink. Two drinks if, you know, a dog's trying to pull their intestine. (laughs) And every time Ryan is a pessimistic douche, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave us a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com at slash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com. We have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So we've come to the end of week two of March. You know, monsters are roving, carnivorous hunters. And um, we have two movies so far. Um, I say we rank them. Uh, For me, in the number two slot actually went Demons from 1985. It was a great movie. Um, Lots of gore. Lots of, you know, effects. Italian Ken Forey. But Dog Soldiers, I just think, was an all-around better movie. You know, even though Demons was great, Dog Soldiers had a better setting, better effects, and uh, better action. Yeah, for number two, I also had Demons. I mean, it's a horror comedy by Dario Argento. I thought it was going to win, but Dog Soldiers was just... It was really awesome. I, I had very few complaints about it, and... The ones I did have were mostly personal, so yeah, Dog Soldiers wins. 
so far. So next week, as we continue March, you know, monsters are rhyming childish humanoids, and we'll be taking a stroll through the hood as we search out a leprechaun to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with, while watching the 2000 film Leprechaun in the Hood. We really love our acronyms. We do. Um, before we end, we'd like to give a shout out to our friend Dan Young of Viral Films UK, who is making a werewolf mo- film of his own called Warehouse. They're currently um, crowdfunding on Kickstarter, so you can go check that out. You can find a link link to it their page below this video. You can also check out some of their other films films uh, by Viral Films UK on Amazon Video and YouTube. Um, they're really awesome. We guarantee you'll enjoy them. Also, a special thanks to filmmaker Dan Beck of and his production company, Wages of Sin. That's Sin is in as C-I-N-E, not S-I-N. Um, for their generous contribution to the show, they just released a new feature anthology called Arte Factum, which we will be watching and reviewing very soon. If you've made an indie film that you'd like us to review, feel free to submit a request on our website, bmoviebros.com. Donations are always very much appreciated, and we'll assure that your film is reviewed in a timely manner. We are, we are very easily distracted here on B Movie Bros, so that will definitely help us stay on track. So until next time, friends, be alive, be brave, and be back for more. Get on the next call. Foxy and Lou, I'm not going to hear that.